Welcome to Lounge, Lift, Learn. Real talk with Black therapists, where we're having conversations that uplift, inspire, and empower. I'm Lysandra. And I'm Shelby. Welcome to the lounge. Hi, Shelby. Hey, girl. Hey. This conversation is dear to you, so how about you intro it? Okay, y'all. We're going to be talking today about gentle parenting. I'm hoping people have heard about this, but if not, that's okay. We're going to educate you on what I might consider like the phrase gentle parenting being somewhat of a trend in social media and in the world right now. But I'll be clear that the research behind it is not a trend. It's been here for quite some time, for several decades, okay? So let's just talk real quick on how we're qualified with gentle parenting, why I'm qualified to talk about this. First and foremost, um, I'm a therapist. I'm a marriage and family therapist, so I work with parents often. I work with children. I also have three of my own children, and they came fast, y'all. They came fast. It happened fast. Mm -hmm. So I have a seven-year-old, and I have two little boys. I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old, so I'm working with the babies. But gentle parenting is very important to me because clearly I need to have some type of strategy with how to work with these little kids, right? And I want to make sure that my husband and I come in to parenting on one accord, that we're together on this thing, and it's done appropriately. So that's why I feel like I'm qualified to talk about this, and I'm excited. Okay, cool beans. Well, I am an Instagrammer. Here's what that means. Um, First of all, when I got married, my husband had children and grandchildren. So I became an Instagram, Instagrammer. But before that, back in my formative years when I was younger than Shelby, because you know, she a baby. She don't like when I say that. I'm a young adult. Go ahead. Um, But I have a son, nephew, cousin, holla, um, and three godchildren, a a godson and two goddaughters. And um, was very was very active early on, less these days because I'm old and I'm tired and it just looks different when you are um, at this age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's surrounded. So I'm like, I've been auntie forever before I became mama, grandma. But yeah, so, and we're, I love this conversation because y'all, this is about to go there because Shelby and I are coming from two different generations. And in this conversation, I think it's going to highlight. But I'm excited. Go, Shelby. It will highlight. It will, for sure. (laughs) And so I just want to reiterate, y'all, parenting is hard as hell. Absolutely. It is so difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why we need support and we need education. We need to be informed about what works, what doesn't work, what's best for your family. We need to talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. And so what is gentle parenting? Everybody's like, all right, this is the topic, but what does that even mean? So... When we say gentle parenting, we're talking about a style of parenting that really fosters what you want in your child by being compassionate and having consistent boundaries, all right? Being gentle, y'all. Let's just break it down. It's being gentle, uh, being very sensitive to what their needs are, but being sensitive to what you need as well. Uh, It is not necessarily the traditional way of doing things, but it is something that I would like us to try to do more often in the future. Mm -hmm. And so it's based on like your child's willingness to do things, your willingness to meet them where they're at, and really just allowing your child to have some type of voice and understanding of why things are the way they are and why we're going to move the way we move. 
Does that make sense, Lysandra? Are you curious about more? I mean, sure. When I'm, I'm going to be very honest. When Shelby mm-hmm. was like, let's talk about gentle parenting, I was like, okay, what's that? <laughs> yes, you were a little clueless. <laughs> I didn't know what that was um, because I just had never heard the term. Um, so then she started tagging me and stuff on Facebook because Shelby be on social media too. She just likes to front. I do. Guilty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but so I was just like, oh, what does that mean? That does that just mean they don't use whippings and spankings or they don't yell? Like, is that what gentle? I don't know. So I'm just rolling. So I've done a little research now, but Shelby's gonna talk about gentle parenting, and I'm just gonna talk about being a black mama, Instagram, and but yes, a, a black parent. <laughs> Did she yes, say Instagram. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. Was that wrong? Did, is that's that what you right. called? Okay. Because you know what? I heard Instagram. I'm sorry. Listen. All right. Well, I did too. I don't know if our little producer over here heard that, but I was like, Insta? She on that type of social media too? But anyways. Well, I am on Insta. So but, she's mm-hmm. talking. She did say like, oh, I thought it was just not spanking your child, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to really take a step back and talk about the different parenting styles. Are you okay with that, Lysandra? Sure. Okay. So when we think of... Maybe for some of you guys, this is very normal, very traditional. I'm going to start with authoritarian, right? There's an authoritarian style. I think of dictatorship, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking about Stalin. I'm talking about what I say goes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about I'm not going to explain to you why I do what I do or why this is important or why you need to do better or any of these things. Um, there's often corporal punishment used with that. We're talking spankings, belts, all that type of thing. It's really the parents in charge and ain't no wiggle room, mm-hmm. right? The child is typically not seen because you do as I say. Mm-hmm. So that is a style that is not typically recommended. I'm trying to be careful as a therapist, <laughs> but parents do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing. Do I mean, you want to add to that? Yeah, because you hear the phrases like, um, in the third, uh, in authoritarian households, you hear the phrases, children should be seen and not heard, yep. stay in a child's place because I say it so, and there's just no talking. Like, no. and there's, it, but there's also um, a little bit of, a, a lot of bit of, I'm trying, so we have to walk gentle with y'all. There's a disconnect. There's an emotional disconnect that's yes. not there with the children because you're the dictator, not the loving father. Let me use the word cold. Yeah. This is a very cold, cold yeah, yeah. way of parenting like your it. children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been what you've seen, but it's still cold. You mm-hmm. might think you're doing a little bit better. You're still cold. Mm-hmm. So that's authoritarian, mm-hmm. right? Um, the next one is the middle ground. We're going to talk about authoritative, right? Authoritative parenting means mm-hmm. that you have a nice balance of setting consequences or boundaries with your kids in addition to the warmth type of parenting. So mm-hmm. you might ex- you know, explain, like, this is where you went wrong. This is what we're going to try to do instead. Um, you might, some people still use spankings in this type of mm-hmm. parenting style, but they're able to still connect with their child mm-hmm. and be emotionally secure and a safe base. Mm-hmm. And this is the one we really promote in therapy. This is what mm-hmm. we want to see, right? Mm-hmm. You want to add to that one, Lissandra? I'm trying to break it down. Mm-hmm. One by one. Doing a great I job. did good job. Did okay. Okay. Um, another mm-hmm. one we see is called permissive parenting. This means like your kids don't have to ask you for permission for nothing, right? Like the kids kind of run the household. You kind of allow things to just kind of go with the flow. There's no, a very strong lack of boundaries. There's no boundaries. There's no rules. You see kids, you know, in and out of the house doing whatever, all that type of stuff. Um, we do not recommend this because it leads to children who are quite wild. Okay. Quite. 
quite wild. Right. That is a understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know how to respect other people or boundaries in life. So these are the parents who just don't have rules, really. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then there is like abusive or neglectful, uninvolved parenting. Mm-hmm. That's the one where you just not around. Or you again, you're abusive, you're you're hitting your kids and it's taken way too far. Um and this parent this parent's not connected emotionally to their children either. Oh can can I insert please because <clears throat> in the authoritarian household there can also be abuse because yep. of the disconnect. But when I think of the neglectful uninvolved, it's the detached parent. It's abusive in the way that emotionally there is no connecting with the child. There the physical and the emotional need emotional needs are not met. And so in the brain development is going to highlight the same way. Absolutely. That's what the thank research for, shows. Thank you for that. Right. Mm-hmm. I when I think of uninvolved or neglectful parenting, I think of like you're not doing your damn job. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. A, I don't think authoritarian parents are doing their de- damn job either, in my personal opinion. <laughs> but at least they're there. <laughs> like, but again, the brain development will show some of the same results to a certain extent. So we needed to break down those types of parenting because you guys need to have some type of foundation going into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Can we talk really quick? Do you have anything else you want to add to that? All right, let's talk real quick about language use. Me and Lissandra are very different. Love her to pieces, but we're very different in some of the wording mm-hmm. we choose to use. Um, but we're often talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, Lissandra, can you give an example of a word you might be using today as we discuss? Like, I'm going to use bad all up and through this podcast. Bad. Bad B-A-D. kids. B-A-D. Bad kids. Your kid is bad. This kid is bad. This is a bad kid. This is a bad, bad, bad. <laughs> so I'm going to use bad. And Shelby was like, oh, I just have a reaction to bad. Uh, yeah, because, you know, us millennials are very sensitive to words. Sensitive. And I own that. I own that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to use bad and basically because I feel like if we're using the word bad towards children, it seems like it. And they're born that way. They in- inherently have these issues. And I'm like, I think that's something we can work on. And they're probably struggling with something on a more gentle level that we could label differently, right? Do we have a strong-willed child? And so Lissandra might label it as bad. I'll say strong-willed, right? Or vice versa. Um you know, is there a child who's acting up or is uncomfortable or is overwhelmed? And Lissandra might say bad. Just know that we get it, but you might connect differently to one of us. And that's what's important. We want y'all to feel connected to our language use. Mm-hmm. Make sense? And, yeah, absolutely. And and just as a sidebar or a side note, a lot of times when you're having conversations with people and you think you're disagreeing, it's because you both define a word differently. Correct. And so a lot of times just getting clarification. I cannot talk about how important it is to get clarification. So as Shelby and I were talking this through, she realized that my use of bad, um, but I'm going to give you a story because story time. Story time. Can, oh, let's throw out the word wild then. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because yes. wild, I, I totally get it. Um, that child is seemingly wild, but again, this might be bad to Lissandra. She might call it bad, but go ahead. So when we talk about names meaning something different, I recall being in either end of high school or early college, and my mom was like, you and your best friend, hey girl, hey high school bestie, um, y'all just wild. I was like, whoa. 
we're not wild. Like wild <laughs> kids are. I, I wasn't even bad. We're just we're just out here living life. And so we did we drink at parties? Absolutely. But we weren't using drugs. We weren't having sex with random people. And so at my time, the definition of wild, we didn't fit. Mm. But whatever that definition was for my mother, I was like, Mom, you can't you can't be in them streets talking about your daughter wild because people right. don't think your daughter is a hoe. And she not a hoe. I really wasn't. I I'm, was I think I'm hearing you say that everything is subjective. Yes. Right? Like even the word bad, because I've seen kids that are Need a lot of help. <laughs> like, Bad. They need a lot of help. Bad. And it might not be on the same level that you've seen. Right. Right. Or I've seen kid or I've seen people say, people say my toddler is bad, y'all. I don't like that. I correct it very quickly. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, he's bad because he hits, right? And he's two years old. So developmentally, like this is what they do to learn boundaries. So for me, it's like, don't call him bad and put that label on him. Cause I don't I've seen children that do things worse. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful. Now, I might slip up kid. and use bad. Y'all just work with me. Just work with me. Her kid over here acting bad, and she don't even want to acknowledge Her it. Her kid's acting like a kid. Let me mm-hmm. be very <laughs> clear. He's acting like a two-year-old, right? So, but, so I would describe, like, if I were to describe myself in the way that my parents described me, mm-hmm. um, they would say I was bad. I would have told them I was active, but in real truth, I was a very strong-willed child. Mm-hmm. And so part of part of is understanding your child. So when you say all the way at the top that parenting is really hard, it's yep. because it's not like when you go buy a new car, they give you a book all about that specific car. And this book and the, what these things mean in some cars is the same, but in others, it is very specific. And so you can't just use everything with every child the same way all the time. You got to know your kids. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. And in my therapy mind right now, I'm just thinking language is so important, though, because language shapes how we experience life in the people around us. It mm-hmm. shapes our relationships. And so that's why we wanted to be intentional mm-hmm. about laying these definitions out. OK, so why is this even a trend right now? You want me to break that down? Sure. Why I believe this is a trend. Sure. I think my millennial generation is digging. I think they're putting in the work mm-hmm. and they're reflecting on how they were raised and how they want to raise these, this new generation and their babies. And they're saying, this didn't work for me. And I didn't like that. And, or this did work for me. I want to add something to that. And then just naturally, y'all, with education, um, more information consistently coming out, new research, we read on those things and decide, okay, like I think I'm going to try something different and honor that. And so I think that's a big reason why it's trending right now because – my generation, my millennials are having babies or have had babies and we're raising them. And that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? You sure. I, I, I'm going to summarize it to just say, when you know better, you do better. Amen. And and you don't. like Because mm-hmm. you also follow family patterns. So some things you, some things you intent to, intently focus on and you do better in those. It, it doesn't mean you're perfect. It, right. There's no such thing. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So going back to making sure you guys understand truly what gentle parenting means, mm-hmm. we got to talk about attachment styles. Are you a fan of attachment styles in your therapy work? I am. It's a thing. It's been around for how many years, Asandra? Give me a year. 1980 at the very beginning. Attachment is just an innate thing mm-hmm. that's been happening since 
Adam and Eve, y'all. If y'all I mean, because that. attachment theory, like I learned that way back in college. Like it, mm-hmm. it's not new. So I don't know. I, I can't, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna fail the exam if you ask me what year. I have no idea. It's all good. It's Thanks. all good. But everything around gentle parenting is based on attachment. Mm-hmm. So y'all are like, all right, attachment, that sounds pretty basic. But really, there's a few different styles of attachment we need to discuss. Mm-hmm. The one that we love and you really, this is the goal, is secure attachment. Yep. So I had an amazing college professor who talked about secure attachment, meaning you're being sensitive to yourself and you're being sensitive to other. You also believe in yourself and other, right? Mm -hmm. So what do I need as a parent to step up and provide this very secure, safe place for this baby while also allowing this baby to, uh, allowing me to connect with this baby in a way that creates empathy and allows them to believe in themselves. So Secure just means, all right, like I feel good about who you are. I feel good about who I am and we can connect. Mm-hmm. Want to add to that? Nope. All right. The other one is anxious attachment. I see this probably the most often in therapy and uh, attachments can change over time, but they, they're pretty sticky, y'all. So attachment, uh, anxious attachment is a form of an insecure attachment, meaning you're, can I just say it? I think you're clingy, mm-hmm. right? It usually means like I'm afraid of you leaving me or abandoning me. And I want to make sure somebody is close to me. Mm-hmm. So it comes across needy, yeah. honestly. And we want to push to a more secure base. Mm-hmm. The other one we see is avoidant. Do you want to speak on it? You got mm-hmm. words? She's like, nope, leave me out of this. I'm mm-hmm. out of school. I don't want to do this. Avoidant attachment is just <laughs> what it sounds like. I'm avoiding being close to you because mm-hmm. I feel insecure for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I was insecure with my uh, parents or something like that. And so you're a runner. Mm-hmm. You're a runner. And that that's something that we need to work on. That's something we don't want to instill in our children. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is a disorganized attachment. It usually is someone who's been abused. And I don't know if I can trust you or not, mm-hmm. right? It really feels like I want to run, but I want to stay. And it's confusing. I don't know what to do. But the goal is secure attachment. And to have a secure attachment with your child, you do need to be able to show them compassion mm-hmm. and get down on their level so they can feel secure in their voice, allowing them to have a voice, which is a part of authoritative parenting. And now you guys got your education for the day. Thank you, Shelby. All of our listeners now understand the basics of attachment. Try to self-reflect a little bit and decide which one you are. Mm -hmm. I know for damn sure I was an anxious attachment before doing my therapy work. Very anxiously attached to whoever and not feeling secure secure in myself. Have you always been securely attached, Miss but Sandra? I feel like you're going to come for me for it. I don't need to come for you. That is that is surprised, right? That is something I want to pray. You were like, born into about security. about to come for me. <laughs> I was like, I did have a secure attachment. And you can tell. you The moment I met Lysandra before I did some of my therapy work, uh, she definitely comes across secure in herself. And I love that about her. It makes her very attractive as a woman. Yeah, see, I don't need to always come for you. So maybe that's a little insecure attachment that you don't want to talk about. I'm not always coming for you. She's disorganized in her attachment with me. I'm just just joking. (laughs) We're done. I'm done. Forget this self-reflection stuff. So that's an important part for you guys to understand. But let me be clear that gentle parenting does not mean that your child doesn't have rules, right? It's actually not about your kid even complying to the rules. It's about how you control your own reaction to what your children are doing, right? It's not about getting them to do what you want them to do. It's about controlling your reaction. I repeated that again on purpose. Mm -hmm. Because how many of y'all are controlled in your reactions to your kids acting up and being bad? I mean, you know, see, she used my word. Mm -hmm. So, 
when I think about, like, I'm not against gentle parenting. I'm just also not against the spankings, the whoopings, or the yelling. I, mm-hmm. I'm a yeller. Um, I'm a yell, but I grew up with it. And I don't mean, like, my parents were always yelling. They weren't. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just I heard yelling, and so I'm comfortable with yelling. Um, but I also, like I said earlier, um, kids aren't clones. No. So Shelby has three kids, and those three kids are all very different. So you can... Talk to one child in a stern voice, and they're in tears in a puddle on the floor. And then another one, you can you can remind, you can repeat, you can yell, you can scream, you can spank, and they're still <laughs> gonna do what they're gonna do. I was I was that child. Um, just FYI, I was that child. Um, Want to hear one of my my bad stories, Shelby? Maybe. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, bad child. <laughs> so here's a fun story. It's story time. Um, so I I feel, I would say my mom was always beating on me. Now, when I say beating on me, I'm joking. I am being sarcastic. Um, I, did get, I did get whoopings. Um, some of you use the word spankings. I got whoopings. And I will tell you Firmly, I deserved each and every one of those whoopings. However, my brother did not get whooped nearly as much as me because he was a completely different kind of child. Mm -hmm. But I was the one that was going to um, go against everything I was told. Push boundaries. I pushed all the boundaries. So when I was in school, my mom... I. This will not shock anybody because of what I do for a living and what we're doing right now. But I had really good grades and always had checks in the talks too much column. Mm-hmm. Always. Shout out to Amen. all those kids that got <laughs> the talks too much. Anyway, I always had checks. And so my mom stayed on me because, Lissandra, you can't talk in school. Lissandra, what happens when you talk? It just did not work for her. So. I think this was fifth grade. It feels very fifth grade because I remember the teacher. (laughs) Um, And she laughed. So my mom dropped me off at school like normal. And we got into class. And then there was a knock at the door. And they were like, she was like, yeah, I'm here for Lysandra. And I was like, what? So I go to the door. Thought she was special. You know, like what's happening? And my mother, who was a seamstress, um, had sewn a muzzle together out of Velcro and velvet. And she placed it around me um, <laughs> and sent me back into the class. Well, the teacher is attempting to hold her face, but you can see her, like, trying to hold it back. The class is laughing. I'm in fifth grade. And I was embarrassed for all of not even five minutes because why I was a bad kid because (laughs) what I realized is the teacher's mortified for me and the kids are laughing then I realized I can talk and get the people around me in trouble and they were like that's not me that was her stop lying on her that is not Lysandra and I was like (laughs) so I was that kid (laughs) you should see Shelby's face oh my it was such a joy it's incredible that you grew into a secure attachment. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that oh, that's a lot. Oh, so you were masking it before masks were tried it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I like. I love your mean. mama. I I didn't like her because I thought my mom was a cock blocker. Like like cock blocker is <laughs> the wrong thing. Um, like what? she was always not cock blocker. What is that? 
Like she was always she like, was she was a party pooper. She was she a party mind. pooper. Mm-hmm. She was always ruining my fun. She was ruining my life. Like I couldn't go to the clinic. She was I being couldn't... a parent. Exactly. Oh, okay. And she let my brother get away with way more than me. But anyway, continue. Oh, but he was a different pain. child, according to you. Uh, so like exactly. he, he was okay. a punk. Yeah, I said it, brother. You're welcome. I agree that there are different children mm-hmm. and different discipline. Requ- is required for that, right? Like, I also was share. I was a good one. I was a good one, if I can use that term. Mm-hmm. So my dad just had to raise his voice mm-hmm. at me. Or sometimes he'll, like, hit my hand. He'll be like, give me your hand. And I'll be, like, shaking, like, don't want to do it. But I'm, I'm so sorry, right? I, I was that person. But my baby sister, she knows who she is, was a very challenging child. <laughs> and she would get, like, beat downs from mom or dad. And she would laugh. She would laugh through it, yep. and they would try to hit harder. That wouldn't that. work. I would call her the devil child, and, and then I grew into learning new language as a therapist, <laughs> right? So I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but I still, I still question some of the parents out here mm-hmm. who are not in control of where they're going with their discipline. Yeah. And I know you've seen it. I'm not saying your mom was one of those. Mm-hmm. Your mom seemed very intentional mm-hmm. about that muzzle. She was. She was always. But these other parents, Lysandra, are out here wild they are. about what they do. I've seen parents discipline their kids on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. What is your intention Did behind you the embarrassment? Did you see that one, the one that was like punching her kid or slapping oh, her Oh, Lord, I would have had to report. So I, oh, I it did get reported. It. I can't. It was a lot of years ago. A lot of times I can't watch those things because it makes me so upset. I'm, I'm a, very sensitive. I want to trigger somebody. Um, oh. But... <laughs> what? But because because I might be about to describe okay. them, and if I'm about to describe you, um, I'm going to strongly encourage you to get some help. Yeah. Um, but Shelby, have you ever been walking down the street or 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 leaving out of your door, walking through a parking lot? It doesn't really matter. But there is a parent walking down the street with a child. Generally, it's behind them, the child, um, and they are yelling, "Hurry up! Get, would you get up here? What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And they're screaming at the. I'm always. I feel really bad for the kid because the parent is expecting this kid to respond like a a, a peer. Here we go. Um, and so the yelling, the screaming, the cursing them out. Hurry up! Sit your little a down. Like that bothers mm-hmm. me. I never heard. My mother didn't curse at us. My parents didn't curse, so mm-hmm. I grew up in that. But I, I don't understand. So when I see it, I'm sitting on my porch and somebody's walking past with their kid. Hurry your little A up. Shut up. Shut up. You crying like a little punk. You crying like a little... And I just be like, I just I want to go rescue the kid. I want to fight the parent. Yeah. I want to do all kinds of things that I cannot do. But it doesn't fall... It, like, while I think it's verbally abusive, I could call the authorities. Nothing's going to happen. Because no. what you need to understand is that the foster care system is almost worse than what they're dealing with. But anyway... It's, that's a lot, but that's there's a good a lot. point. Like, there's a verbal piece to this too. It's not just spankings, yeah. and whoopings and beatdowns and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, again, we need to work with parents on how to really consider how what their impact impact is going to be on their child. Mm-hmm. Like, that is my whole purpose and goal when I'm working with parents. It's like, how do you want them to perceive you? Right. How do you want them to perceive themselves mm-hmm. when they grow up and they feel differently, and then their partner's cussing them out? Mm-hmm. Is that what you want for your baby? Right. But no, typically it's no, right? But people don't always create space to reflect on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, but why do you, why is this even important to us as a generation, millennials, to me, maybe to Lissandra, for you to talk about some of these attachment? Uh, if we don't want to call it gentle parenting, then let's at least call it like a secure attachment or safe mm-hmm. base or those things. Why is that important to work with our children on these types of things? 
Well, because we want to raise healthy little adults. Like, because mm-hmm. these children are, like, who was that? Whitney Houston said it best. The children are the future. Mm-hmm. And so if if we don't tune into them emotionally, they are emotionally disconnected. Um, I think that the layman's term is emotional intelligence. Yep. I hear that very much as a regular term. It's not a psych term. But um, you want to be emotionally intelligent. You want to know how to tune into people and attune to people. And to do that, you have to be able to do it for yourself. Like, I need to know how I am. Um, I remember... Um, and I don't know if this, I remember this in grad school. I don't know because I, <laughs> because I've grown up black and I've never been anything but black with a black parent. Really? Um, yeah. You know, I like to state the obvious. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I can only speak for, for my cultural experience. Sure. So when I got a spanking, it was because I had utterly upset my mom and she had told me not to do something so many times and I just was like, eh, whatever, mm-hmm. lady, I'm going to do what I want. And so now here, insert spanking here or whooping here. Um, but I remember being in grad school and they were talking about research, talking about spankings and how it is harmful and it causes people to be aggressive and abusive and blah, blah, blah. And I'm none of those things. I'm an amazing. She's a little, she's a little something, but go ahead. Anyway, uh, oh, Lord, I forgot my point. Um, and so we're in grad school and they're talking about this and I sincerely, y'all, I'm sorry, for real, I'm trying to pull the point back. The, uh, the research. The research was talking about it, but it wasn't about the research as much as they were talking about this, this, oh, they were talking about whooping your children or spanking your children when you're angry. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you should never spank your children when you're angry. And I was like, well, heck, my mom would have never spanked me because I was making her angry. And so it's not that you can't be angry. It's that being angry is not an issue in of itself. Being angry and not being able to manage your anger. And so now you t- uh, take that anger out on your child is where the issue is. It's okay to be angry. You got to mm-hmm. know that you're angry. And so if, if you're so angry that... You're about to overstep because you don't know the difference between abuse and just regular discipline. Then, no, you should not spank your child. But they were like, it was just this huge discussion discussion that looked like it it split on a um, a cultural line mm-hmm. where the white parents were like, oh, my gosh, you should never spank in anger. And I was like, yeah, I was totally pissing mom off. So she was angry. I mean, we're human. So as parents, we are going to be angry, which I think is a is an important point because I have seen people talk about gentle parenting where it's like, oh, you're not angry. You're just, or you're not angry at her. You're angry at yourself. For not. It's just like, y'all, we could be upset. Right. We could be upset. That kid could be frustrating us. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a that's valid thing. But at the same time, I find it interesting that you talked about the cultural split mm-hmm. and lines because um, I don't know what the research or what the history was back in Africa, but I swear white people were beating black people during slavery times for them to be so, oh, we don't do that. But okay, whatever. That's a that's another topic. Why are you looking at me like I'm, I'm just with you, girl. I'm like, say that, boo. That's because where I'm at. we can do it when it applies for us, but when it doesn't, then we can change up the rules. That's a whole nother topic. It is. And white people, y'all need to do your work around that. I'm just going to call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes down to the whole... Um, research on spanking stuff. Yes, it's out there. It leads to negative outcomes is how they would would say it. But I also think, I mean, research is conducted by largely like white individuals who don't have our cultural experience. And I get that. I personally believe that there's just other options 
before the spanking. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you disagree with that, actually. You were I saying your mama don't. gave you several warnings, mm-hmm. and then it led to that. But my issue, my one issue is a lot of people don't know if their anger is managed. Right. And like you said, where's the crossing the line to abuse? Right. I struggle with that because a lot of people don't know. So I'm going to be careful around this topic because as a therapist, there's people out here listening like, all right, like, cool, she's endorsing, spanking, whatever. But then you go across the line and think that you're on the side of a therapist and you're not. Right. So that that worries me a bit. But I just think there's other ways for us to talk to our children and to manage their big emotions um, and get down on their level and empathize with them that let leads them feeling respected mm-hmm. as individuals, feeling like they have a voice and all of those things. I just want to add, I want to because because we keep using spanking, but if your anger is out of control, you can cross over into verbal abuse. So oh, it's for not sure. just about sure. like it mismanaging anger. Anger comes with fuel and it gives energy. And so just think of it as anger gives life and mm-hmm. depression takes life. Like it is really sad and down and withdrawn. And so when your kid is pissing you off, it's fueling you with anger. And yeah. if you don't know how to manage it, you may not lay a hand on them. But that doesn't mean you didn't abuse your child because you now are cursing them out and you're putting Mm -hmm. them in time out for three days. That's abuse. That's reckless. You understand what I'm saying? And so we hear these things in our office. So I don't want anybody to assume that, well, I never hit my child. I don't believe in spanking, Mm -hmm. but you're still abusing your child. Mm -hmm. So I want to call out that you can emotionally abuse your child. You know what? My child didn't perform the way I wanted them to perform, so they don't get to eat dinner with us today. Yeah. Like there are ways to abuse your child. Discipline has love attached. Mm-hmm. And so my love for you doesn't ever want to harm you. And so I have a phrase that I use with with um, parents is that I want to hurt my child to prevent harm. So Woo. God uses we have pain sensors. And so Shelby's a sports fan. I'm gonna run with a sports oh. analogy. So Oh, she you, is petty. You worried, but I'll, I'll You don't I'm need to worry. You. I'm Go good ahead. at this. Go ahead. Do it. So, like, if you were uh, playing on any sport, it doesn't really matter, but I don't care if you use football or basketball, um, and you didn't have any working pain receptors, you might say, oh, that's great. I can take all the hits, and I can just keep da-da-da. I can get the touchdown because I don't feel it. But the problem is get you are doing— Get the touchdown because you don't feel it? The touchdown, if I'm playing football, I can score the goal. Whatever. I can keep going. I can keep taking the hits. The, I can keep taking it because my pain receptors— are not there. Those pain receptors, pain has purpose. So pain is talking to you and saying, hey, mm-hmm. don't take another hit mm-hmm. because you may have a concussion. You may have a broken limb. You may have done any kind of damage. But when you don't feel it, you keep going. You push past it. Mm-hmm. So emotional numbing, um, pain numbing, all of these things. And so you cannot be okay with not feeling pain. Pain has a purpose. So I might spank my kid's hand, that hurts. It makes them go, "Ah, what you doing? Mm -hmm. But that little hurt prevents harm. Every time they look at the outlet, because I grew up at a time where they didn't have those little things in the store Mm -hmm. that you cover the outlet with. You had a kid that got a, yeah, I'm smacking my hand. And they were like, they associated that outlet with pain so they didn't touch it. So that little bit of hurt prevented harm. Now, is it great? Then we got these little plugs. Sure. But at the end of the day, I want you to understand, like, my mother hurt my feelings when I would ask to go to different parties. I was hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. you trying to ruin my life. It hurt my feelings, but she didn't let me go. 
And then I grew up and talking to people that went to those parties and the after effects of I was so drunk, I was dancing naked on a table. I don't have that story. You know what I'm saying? Because Vera didn't let me go. (laughs) But anyway. You know, I I hear you, Mm -hmm. but the issue is part of gentle parenting when I was Googling this and and trying to do my research Mm -hmm. is not using fear to change the behavior. Girl, then you don't want a black parent. Because we fear, we we want to scare you. Go ahead. I hear what you're saying, but of course you don't have a reaction to that. Right? (laughs) I I did have a a client way back in the day tell me something along the lines of, oh, that's not black parenting. And I had a reaction because y'all, I'm black and and I have a black daddy. So I'm like, okay, are you talking about this isn't... um, like as firm of parenting that you want, I had to try to go to language again, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm like, damn, like I'm black, y'all. It's cool, but we could do things differently in the community, <laughs> right? So, a part of the gentle parenting trend and the research is to not instill fear. And part of that is like I've heard it a lot, like, oh, you better not do this before I do 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 do, mm-hmm. right? Black parent 101, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. and, and I would say that is typical black parenting 101. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But I want my kid to understand more than just fear me or fear this whooping. Absolutely. There's a harm. There's a physical harm if you touch that outlet. And so let me break that down to you. And that's part of the gentle parenting, Mm -hmm. right? There still might be a consequence, Mm -hmm. but doesn't mean I need to instill fear in you. That's that's the point I wanted to make to you. I mean, I hear that. And again, we can't tell y'all how to parent. Like, okay. you got to find what's best for you. Mm-hmm. But I am going to advocate on making sure you have relationship and warmth in what you do with your children. Absolutely. That's yeah, going to make the important. difference. Right. That's going to make the difference. We talked, Sandra and I were talking, like, why is this important? Like, our future generations need to be more emotionally intelligent. And I come back to, we don't want to be dealing with these extremely internalized, traumatizing problems 50 years from now. Oh, mm-hmm. she, she might not be living, but maybe um, maybe 20 Ooh. years from now, we don't want to be dealing with that. Like, she talked about me being young. I could talk about her being you older. Can, you can, you right? can. But we want to deal with the issues of, hey, we will deal with all the issues, but we want to deal with the developmentally appropriate issues. I'm struggling to transition into college. I'm struggling with money. Relationships mm-hmm. are interesting. How do I adjust to being a partner? How do I adjust to those type of normalized issues? We don't want to deal with, I don't think I can tell my partner this because I'm afraid of how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. We don't We don't want to always have to do that deep trauma work that we as parents are causing. So do better, parents. That's what we're calling. This is what this episode is about. We're calling y'all to do better in terms of the warmth you share with your kids. Is that okay? It is, but I want to I want to kind of like back up a teeny bit oh, okay. and make this little point. I think that because <clears throat> I think that certainly I had a good balance with my parents. I, I won't lie. Not everybody had that. Mm-hmm. And, and including in my larger family context, you know, like, and I don't mean it like, oh, my parents are perfect and yours suck. But at the end of the day, um, that fear of Keep talking, and I'm gonna knock you. T- I'm 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 gonna knock mm. the black off you. White pe- white clients, a- uh, Asian, Latino uh, listeners. Um, I am sure your parent never said to you, "I'm gonna knock the black off you." But if you were <laughs> black, you heard that. Keep on, and I'm gonna knock the black off you. And 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 you. My dad and, would just say like, and, and I'm biracial, as y'all know. My mom is white. My dad would do a lot of the disciplining, but he would just say like, "I'll beat you to the white meat." <laughs> 
See, that one too. Yeah. That's like the same thing, yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, though, what was a fear? Because I have this, this irrational fear that I can step wrong and my mom going to come up out the grave and whip my butt. But at the end of the day, if it does for real, for real, turn from a fear of getting a whooping to a reverent fear, a reverent fear. Like, I really respect my parent for all that they... Um, did for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't, it's not this fear. I hear Joy Behar on The View talk about, um, like, the black people, we got fear, and she says that the Catholics have uh, guilt. Shame, Shame guilt. guilt. Catholic guilt. Yeah. Yep. She's like, mm-hmm. that Catholic guilt. Oh, so you're just going to kill your mother. <laughs> so she cracks <laughs> me up. Um, she, so she talks about that. But at any, at any, we, we know better, we do better. And so, um, I don't have an, I personally, Shelby might, I don't have an issue if you're going to spank your child because I know that a spanking or it is not the same as abuse. But I do expect for you to tune in to your child because why is your child acting out? Sometimes we don't even slow down. And this is, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure in line with what Shelby is, mm-hmm. is presenting. We don't slow down enough. We're so pressed about all of our stressors mm, that, and what's going on in that. our marriage and at our job and blah, blah, blah. And so when the kid is just being a normal kid and says, mommy, one time too many. And now, now I don't know about y'all, but I can hear mom or Gma too much. And I'm what? Why are you calling me? Like you, it, it, I'm going to change my name. I'm going to change my name. And so at the end of the day, is it that I am responding to them that way because I'm already overwhelmed? And so in my overwhelmedness, I am responding from a place that isn't loving, that isn't attuned to them. Maybe they had a bad day That's at it. school. And so, or or maybe they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. If I can, why can't they? And so we're, we have to be uh, attuned. That's it. I think the word attuned is exactly what gentle parenting is all about. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're just asking y'all to slow down, just like LaSandra said. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important for your children to understand their emotions. Mm-hmm. If you're so caught up in your emotion and what's happening in your life, yes. how are you going to raise up these babies to be aware of how to deal with their own emotions? They're just going to shut down or they won't feel validated or they're going to continue to wild out. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that for our future. I don't want that for my daughter and in, in her dating experiences. I don't want that for my sons. I don't want that for my relationship with my spouse. So, like, we have so much power being parents, godparents, grandparents, aunties, whatever, and showing this next generation how to live. This yeah. is big. And, and so every, every like, we've said this, but it's worth highlighting. Every child is different, and there's a you have to balance it. Um, and, and you also have to be a... I, I like to call a creative parent. Mm, I see. Because a creative parent, you understand that what I do for John, I can't do for Joe. Mm-hmm. And what I do for Joe and John, I can't do for Lucy. That's an old name. Nobody naming a kid Lucy. Um, shout out. If you got a kid named Lucy, hit us up on our Facebook page and say, my child name is Lucy. Oh, no. Because I was just going <laughs> to be like, oh, how sweet Lucy. Um, but I don't I don't hear Lucy. Anyway, um, you you really... You have to understand the temperament of your child, the age of your child, because discipline is also age appropriate. Mm-hmm. So if you're spanking your child at 14, you didn't do something right. Yeah. Because you should your child don't need a spanking at 14. Those spankings that happen between heart and three. Spanking at two and three. It really depends it, on what that baby's doing. Right. 
And so I, like two, three, I'm gonna call a swat on the hand a spanking. Like okay. I'm, like I'm not even necessarily like go get the belt and tear them up, even though my mom did go get a belt. But my mom them got spanked with switches and tree branches. Now we're gonna talk about the intergenerational right? pattern, right? So right. So I just had a belt, and 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 she didn't use her hands and all these things, but whatever. And I was that kid that laughed at, after whoopings. They didn't hurt, and she used the belt. Um, so, but yeah, you got to know that and um, not that I'm encouraging you to hit your child, but you really do need to know the laws in your state around that. Oh, Just gosh. Yeah, I'd that's throw very that important. In. Yeah, um, because um, every state has a different law around mm-hmm. that. And so in some states, spanking your child will have you in um, lose them and your children are in DCFS custody. So you might want to understand back when I was growing up, there was no such thing. The, mm-hmm. My mother spanked my butt in school twice. Um, I believe it. D- yeah, and the teachers were like, Lasandra, we know you don't want us to call your mama petty. Like, that was my life. Um, I think what's important, too, is that y'all have, we just say this all the time as therapists, but do your self-reflection. Like, the standard of parenting shouldn't always be based on what your mama did or what grandparents did or what the current trends are. Like, you got to know, like, how you want to show up as a parent. You might use those to influence what you're going to do, but... I don't want that to be the standard of what you need to live up to. Or, or like, really reflect on it and look at what was good what about it, what did you really like about it, but then also what did you not like about it? Because mm-hmm. if you don't reflect on it, if you don't um, look at it, you're going to repeat it, period, because you're not thinking about it. And so you got to be intentional. Yes, learn right? behavior. Also to add, I've seen the opposite happen, and I've had to call it out, y'all, because this is what we do as therapists with families. Sometimes you see very abusive patterns in the the first generation, and then you grow up and say, I'm not going to do abuse. I'm not going to whoop my child. I'm not going to do any of that. And then you become a permissive parent where you Mm -hmm. let anything go, and then we have wild children anyways. So. You gotta you gotta do the work. If you've come from an abusive line or you come from a permissive, if you come out of a vagina, then y'all need to be in therapy because <laughs> it's it's critical to be the best person you could be. If they were born from a cesarean section, they don't need to come for therapy. I mean, like if you were held in a uterus at some point or a test tube, then just come in. Just come in. <laughs> so um I don't have anything else on this, Shelby, other than like a closing statement. I just wanna say, can y'all please be gentle with our babies? Like with our 14-year-old babies, with our two-year-old babies, with all these babies, because I see them a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm heartbroken to hear how detached you all are as parents. Some of you guys are fabulous, so don't don't get me wrong. It's not everybody, Mm -hmm. but some of these babies are struggling and it's because they don't feel heard by you because you're too busy with your own emotional states. Yeah. If you decided to be a parent, then show up. Yeah. And so that, that might sound harsh, but it's my truth. That's how I feel about these things and do better. And I'm just going to reiterate, parenting is hard and there's no one way to do it. So do your work so that you can be a present parent. Because if you're a present parent who's taking care of yourself, chances are very high that you're going to be taking care of your children. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.